Mario Brothers, you'll need lightning-fast reactions to get out of this pipeline adventure alive. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sam. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Joe, uh, unfortunately remote, but it's good to have everybody here again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last time it was we just, only last time. Yeah, last time we did like a Donkey Kong. Um, what would you call that, Sean? Like that a, was um, that was a private adventure. Yeah, four Donkey Kongs <laughs> in a row with uh, yours truly. Uh, but I feel like we became stronger as a couple. For exactly. That. Yeah, I think yep. so too. The bro, the bro ship got longer. <laughs> yeah, if that got possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool, guys. So today we're talking about Mario Brothers, uh, released in the arcade in 1983, exactly nine years before I was born. Wow. Like to the day. Coincidence? So I just think, I, I don't know. I really like Mario. <laughs> I'm a big Nintendo guy. I think it's like maybe something about July 14th that's in our genes. Mike, I can't believe you gave away your age. Now, now nobody's going to believe us anymore. I think, well, I think like one thing that's important here is that we should always place doubt in the people that are older than us listening to this being like, this way, if they don't agree with us... Yeah, they can they just blame just, it on the kids. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, those well, kids don't that, know what they're talking the about. That's the point, right? Yeah, Isn't yeah, that the exactly. point of the show? Like, <laughs> I think the point of the show is that yeah. we're we're not even in the field. We're not even yeah. in the industry of games, <laughs> and we're just talking about them. <laughs> Joe, how do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's I think it's good that we uh, didn't grow up with these games. Otherwise, <laughs> we'd have we'd have we'd be we'd be biased. Yeah, I think there. That's the whole thing is like nostalgia, but we have no nostalgia for these oh, things. Yeah, more okay, like great. nostalgia. <laughs> so, uh, so in 1983, that puts this game right after Donkey Kong Jr. But uh, before Donkey Kong decided to terrorize greenhouses in Donkey Kong 3, <laughs> uh, for no reason, he just went on like a tirade or something. Um, this is Miyamoto and Gunpei Yokoi. Uh, they worked together on this one, uh, same way that they did for Donkey Kong. So if did anybody like feel any similarities between this and Donkey Kong? I mean, you jump. You, yeah, the jumping yeah. is kind of clunky. The jumping's more evolved. It's more yeah, evolved, this, this but is still, still better clunky. jumping. I can see a, a progression yeah. here. Yeah, I put and, it like halfway between Super Mario Bros. and Ice Climbers. Okay. Yeah. And since we're talking That's exactly about where I put it too. Yeah. yeah. And since we're talking about the jump here, uh, one thing that should be noted for Yokoi's uh, contribution to this game is he told Miyamoto, you know, you really got to stop with like this jumping from heights death thing. Like, <laughs> I get that that happens in real life, but you <laughs> got to cut that stuff Jeez. out. Wow. So, I so, didn't know that I had so much uh, to thank Gunplay. Yeah, for. Gunplay Yokoi is like really all over the place. I mean, Game Boy is enough, right? I know. Uh, but the, the death falling, like, nixing, that's that's 10 out of 10 right there. Yeah. And so Miyamoto was like, no. We're not going to change that because it's barely a game if you don't die from the jumping. And Yoko was like, I think you need to try it. So, <laughs> so they did try it. Uh, this is also Mario's first game as a plumber. Wow. Yeah, he, was a, he was a carpenter uh, before this in Donkey Kong. And in Donkey Kong Jr., he was just a villain. Or he was just a very angry plumber. Okay. <laughs> in uh, Donkey Kong Jr.? No, just in Donkey Kong. Oh, okay. Just carrying yeah. a hammer. Right, right, with the hammer, yeah. He's done with these toilets. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that's uh, interesting about the plumber thing, too, is that Nintendo, like, took that off of his resume recently, and, like, the internet got really upset about it. They're like, what do you mean he's not a plumber? He's been a plumber forever. Like, so they put it back. So he's officially a plumber again now. Good. 
Even I, though he's really like I, an he's adventurer. very out of the game. He's probably out of the union at this point. Joe, <laughs> isn't this also when they uh, first called him Mario instead of Jumpman? Yeah, this well, yeah. So on the arcade timeline, yeah, if we're talking like 1983, this is oh, the this gotcha. is the Mario name. Um, but yeah, by this time in 1986, like uh, everyone knows him as Mario for the NES version. <laughs> but yeah, you're right there. And according to Miyamoto, this game takes place in New York. Oh, obviously. No, it's not. A, see, I thought I, so too, right? I saw oh, there's obvious, I saw the right? resemblance. You, you've never heard the, of the crabs in New York City <laughs> subway? It's almost, I right? thought the crabs were just on the people. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh. We're all from New York City. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Crabby crabs people. Funny. Crabby people. That's crabs is, well, I always assume that the Someone stuff coming out of the pipes... The stuff coming out of the pipes was from, like, the Mushroom Kingdom, not from oh, Brooklyn. Ah, okay. Ah. Okay. I thought that's Continue. why Marty was down there. He's like, these pipes are... He's yeah, gonna fix the, the pipes. something's going on with these pipes down here. Anyway, it's it's not obvious that it's in New York, uh, because he it's never said anywhere. It's also I checked the arcade cabinet. It's not mentioned on the arcade cabinet anywhere. It's not mentioned in the manual for the game, right, Sam? I, I gotta be real with you guys. I didn't read the manual for this one. I oh knew how to play God, the game Sam. already, because I've played it before. And I just, uh, I, that, that's on me, guys. I messed up this week. You have a shtick. You have to, like, I know, have to I know, I know. rely on the shtick. <laughs> Joe, what do we do to people who don't read the manual? <laughs> they get out. They get out. <laughs> they, it's they, as simple as that. <laughs> they, they must leave. All right, well, <laughs> I'll that means see we you guys all leave and only no, Sam yeah, yeah, is in most of the episodes. Right. Sam would be the only person uh, verifiable for most of the episodes. <laughs> so we'll give you a pass that you didn't read the donkey, uh, right. the Mario Brothers yeah. uh, manual. And, you know, I, hey, I always want to talk about Donkey Kong. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Miyamoto says this game takes place in New York in an interview in like 2010. So <laughs> I thought, for some reason, I always thought it was New York, but that's just the cartoons that kind of placed Mario in New York mm. before this. It's never really like said otherwise. Maybe he retconned it. They totally retconned it because yeah. in Paper Mario, Mario and Luigi share a house in, in it, that you can in find Island. in that game in Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> in <Staten> <laughs> They also live in in New York in the uh, in the blockbuster film Super Mario. Oh Brothers. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Joe, we try not to talk about that movie. Amazing, Shame. amazing. Shame movie. on you, Joe. You know what? I have to I have to make a confession here. As a kid, I love that movie. I thought it was weird. I didn't get what was going on, but I still enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I liked a lot of movies that I didn't realize were terrible when I was a kid. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, it's not I a think- good movie. I only had 11 years of terrible movie watching experiences. Like, my parents controlled what I watched. So, if it wasn't a Disney film, I was probably watching some awful, awful movie. <laughs> okay, so here's another uh, and uh, my last surprising fact before we start talking about this game. Uh, and I'm going to say this one wrong, but I think it's Hirokazu, uh, Hirokazu Tanaka. He did the music and the sound for this game and a lot of other games that we're going to cover that are like big games. But what do you guys think a guy like that, a composer for Mario Brothers, who he's going to go on to become the lead sound designer for Metroid, what does a guy like that do today? He still does it. Yeah, I would say he still does it. Or he plays instruments or something. Guys, he is now the president of Creatures, Inc. Creatures, Inc. is the Pokemon company. Like oh, a, oh, another oh. branch of the Pokemon really? company. Wow. He is now the president of Creatures Inc. Uh, they own a 33% stake in Pokemon. That's and nuts. And it's just nuts because when you go to his bio, it's just mostly about his music career. And then it's just like he is also the president of Creatures Inc. Wow. Like, That's dope. <laughs> and he's been yeah. he's been the president since 2001. So he's doing something right. Good for you. 
Or him, whatever his name is. <laughs> so he did the music for this game, and uh, does anybody else notice that the starting sound, not the not the title screen, but when you start the game, it's like a Mozart song? That yes. was him. He wrote that. <laughs> it's, it's very, yeah, it's very strange. He's a well-rounded old... Do we, do we have an explanation for that? I don't have any explanation for why they use that. Wow. Uh, I, ju- I, I just got confirmation that it is, in fact, a direct rip from the Mozarts. Okay. Like, <laughs> from the Mozarts. From the Mozart the compositions. The many Mozarts. Just like how there's many Shakespeare's. Mm-hmm. There was obviously more than one Mozart. He didn't write all that music. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. I have, a, <laughs> I have an, another interesting anecdote. Oh, I uh, love it. Bring it on. I, I just I, I just read it on Wikipedia, so feel free to fact check it. Fact check it. But... um. So I was reading when they were trying to name him, change his name from Jumpman to something else, that the landlord barged into Nintendo and, like, said that they were late on their rent. And his landlord's name was, he was an Italian man named Mario. Yes, So yes. they're like, oh, let's just name him Mario. <gasps> yeah, when that's I, true, that's kind of an uh, interesting, you know, start to this uh, iconic character. Yeah, when I did the interview with just Sean and Sam for Super Mario Brothers, we did go over that. Uh, oh, gosh. Gotcha. No, no, but it's like, it is funny that, like, they named they named Mario after their landlord at Nintendo, and they named Kirby after their lawyer. Uh, I think his name was, what was it, John Kirby? Jack Kirby? Jack, or, J- Jack, oh, Jack Kirby's Jack an, Kirby. he's a comic book artist. Oh, yeah, same thing. Uh, I think it was John Kirby, and they named oh. Kirby after him mm-hmm. for winning them a lawsuit. So it's like... Really, you just have to do something for Nintendo to get, you know, a character. <laughs> it was a big lawsuit, right? It was a big lawsuit. It was the Donkey Kong versus, you know, like, so Universal Studios versus Nintendo. Right, right. That and was it. Was, okay. Yeah. We don't have to get into it. They were but... like, hey, King Kong, this is, this, you directly ripped off King Kong. And he's like, no, Donkey I didn't. Kong. And, and, and they're like, no, like, we were right. trying to rip off Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll cover that in uh, next week's episode. So let's talk about Mario Brothers, guys. Give me some first impressions. Sean? Uh, my first impressions was uh, I have played this before, but not this game. I had played this as a bonus level. Okay. In a Super Mario Brothers game. Uh, was it three? Three, set, three is definitely it's, one where you can three. play. It, but that is that is the one with the bonus level. Well, oh, yeah, with the it, bonus level. In Super Mario Brothers Deluxe on Game Boy, I believe you can also play Mario Brothers. Okay. But, yeah, Super Mario Brothers 3 is the one with the bonus level. Yeah, that's... but when I was a kid, I played it as um, I would just hit the POW button because that's what I thought you were supposed to do. And just keep <laughs> doing that. Um, but, yeah, no, this uh, this reminded me of that. Um and I, I had fun with it. I mean, it's it's pretty difficult to get the hang of in the beginning, but uh, I, I kind of got a groove on uh, somewhere near the middle. Never, I was never like actually good, but I liked the game. Great, uh, Sam. Yeah. Uh, first impressions. Well, I, I have played this one once or twice before, and immediate impression is that the jumping felt weird because it wasn't Super Mario brothers jumping it was just right Mario it wasn't brothers. the physics from the game you were used yeah. to so you were like relearning that a little bit yeah and so you can't uh, you if you jump straight up you can't readjust yourself in midair you just jump straight up and you fall straight down so that was the biggest thing that i had to get used to for it but besides that my first impression was just single player and it was it was it was pretty fun you know it wasn't crazy but it was i had a, a decent time with it Two-player, two different story, but we can get okay, to that Okay, yeah, later. we'll get into yeah. that. And Joe, what about you? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I love Super Mario Brothers 3. It's my, my favorite Mario game. Um, so I've played the, that mini game that uh, that Sean was talking about a lot. 
So my first impression of this was like, yeah, this is clearly a precursor to to that like mini game, which improved on on this a lot. But uh, but yeah, it was it was interesting to me to see like this game this like it's still kind of just a mini game that I've played a million times in like a a less polished, less developed way. Uh, so that's kind of my first impression. It was fun, but if I'm being objective, not quite as fun as I remember in the later game. Right, right. And it seems like everyone has played this game a little bit before in their past. So would you guys say this is like a really well-known game? Oh, yeah. I would say among game, like people who like games, if you say Mario Bros. to anyone, they're going to think Super Mario Bros. also. Gotcha. Yeah. Joe? I'll be honest. I didn't know that this game existed until maybe a few years ago. I mean, I... I didn't realize that it was its own standalone game, just Mario Brothers. I, I don't know if a lot of other people have that experience where they thought it went Donkey Kong and then Super Mario Brothers. But uh, but when I first like heard about this, I was like, oh, that's that's you know, I realized that's what they based the mini game on. But uh, I didn't realize it was its own game. Yeah, I think that um, well, while I, I think that maybe people didn't know that Mario Brothers was a game in itself. I do think that if you showed them like just the board, if you sh- if you just placed an image of the board in yeah. front of a lot of people's faces, they would say, oh, that's that's Mario. But maybe they wouldn't have the same, uh, they couldn't say like, oh, that was actually a game in 1986. Right. Now, I definitely right. played Super Mario Brothers before I ever played Mario Brothers. But after being exposed to Mario Brothers, and I was, I was exposed much earlier, but like being exposed to Mario Brothers, I was like, well, of course there had to be something before they became Super. Oh yeah, it just exactly. like natural as a kid. I was like, yeah. yeah, there have to be regular Mario Brothers. Like that has to be a game. You know what? I also could have seen it as it was just because it just came out on Super Nintendo. It was Super Mario right, Brothers, right. but okay. obviously that was not the naming convention. That was just eight-year-old me. Yeah, yeah. Super Mario Brothers is the first thing to like include that Super naming convention. Yeah. That then the Super Nintendo would just be littered with. Exactly. <laughs> uh, one thing that's funny though, since we're talking about the first impressions of the game, is that. My first impression of the game, I didn't really think too much about the gameplay. I just had a really, like, fun experience just looking at the game. And, like, the, it had, like, a charm to it. Yeah. You know, I really like the I really like the pixel art for it. Even on the NES version, it is nicer on the arcade version. I think that's worth checking out, like, the graphical differences. But they cleaned up the NES version fine. I think I like the weird distortion of the, um, of the actual platforms when you jump into them in the NES version better than I do... Uh, in the arcade version, I think that's a cool like visual tweak that they had in the uh, in the port. Yeah, so uh, I think we can jump right into the gameplay. But before that, let me just talk about the objective real quick. You're Mario or Luigi if you're working together, and you're down in the sewers of Brooklyn. And basically, a bunch of different types of insects and creatures have come through the warp pipes, and you have to knock them while they're on the platforms above you. So you have to knock on the platforms and then that flips them over. So an example, like if you're if you're knocking over the turtle, you'll knock its shell aside up and then you go up there and you uh, touch it to knock it down. Mario cannot actually jump on anyone yet. He doesn't. That's not until he becomes super that's in true. Super Mario Brothers. He gets better shoes. Uh, so basically, that's the entire objective of the game is to take out all those creatures from below and then stomp on them from above. And then you'll, you you know, you complete a certain amount. I think it's usually like no more than 10 enemies by mm-hmm. the later parts of the game that you have to take out. And then you go to the next phase. And 
The only unfortunate thing here, and this is me jiving right into the gameplay section, is I find it really unfortunate that the patterns of the levels don't really change that much. No. The platforms should have been a little different right. on each stage. Yeah, the... Um, fact, I don't think that the platform layout doesn't change at all, right? It's always the exact same layout of the platform. Just the look. Yeah, yeah. it's just a color. Yeah, I, right? That doesn't bother me too much. Why doesn't that bother you? I, I don't know. It's kind of comforting because you can get really good at one part of it, but it the game does get harder as you go on. I'll agree to that. I so, definitely noticed that by like phase seven, mm-hmm. I have a I have trouble staying alive. Period. Like making yeah. it through that phase at all. Oh, yeah. you got the phase seven. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to get all the way to phase ten in a single game, and I did not do it. I know that it goes beyond that. Yeah. So uh, it's just sad mm-hmm. that we're all talking here. Joe, did you get very far? Uh, I don't think so because I don't even know what phase I got to. I mean. So did you, did, let's just go through the enemies real fast, because there's actually only three of them plus a little side thing. But, like, you have the I, turtles. I, uh, I got to the turtles, That go yeah. first. So I, I'm hoping everybody got there. Uh, <laughs> then you have the crabs. Has that title screen. Yeah, 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 the title screen is the most, it's like, oh, there's four <laughs> options? I don't know what to do. Uh, then you have the crab, uh, which comes yep. in at phase Three? Two. Phase th- three, I think. The three, okay. And then uh, the fighter flies come in at the phase... The American flag flies. Yeah, they yeah. come at phase six. Yeah, uh, I didn't get to those. You didn't get to the fighter flies. Yeah, I kept dying on five. Wow, okay. Yeah, I also never saw the icicle dudes. Yeah, the freeze. icicle. That, I mean, like, that's a super that's, challenging part of the game. That's, I'm, that's I'm where it gets it, it crazy. <laughs> the ice thing was interesting to me because that's the only thing that I felt like was unique over the the later like mini game in, in super mario brothers 3 it's like they took that out it's yeah weird. It, everything it, else they improved and that they were just like oh, let's just get rid of this it is really strange to think that that would be removed because the ice block to me adds the most amount of challenge because yeah. essentially what it does is it comes down on the screen and if you don't clear it out in time it freezes that entire platform and turns it into ice and it's it changes the, the thing- friction and it yeah it, gets it, it makes it way harder it's yeah. the only thing that, yeah. like we were talking about how they're the same board every every time, it's the only thing that alters the environment at all. Yeah. Besides the, the, uh, the freezy. Yeah, yeah, the freezy is what it's called, by the way, that ice guy. Oh. Um, yeah, you have the fireballs, which is a, a Mario first. That's now a big thing, obviously. And like yeah. Mario never had, like, you know, his fire flower is a big thing. Fireballs from Bowser, fireballs in the games, like. That fireball thing is like the first appearance of that in a Mario game. Oh, in the arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah in oh, the arcade okay. thing. I think because we did see the uh, We did see it in our in our, in our chronological exploration. Yeah. We're familiar with it. So, mm-hmm. yes, that's true. Now, this, I feel bad asking this because I didn't read the manual, but do we know if the fireballs are called fireballs or if they are technically an enemy like they are in Super, Super Mario right. Brothers? Right, in, in Super Mario Brothers, they do have a name. In this game, I only saw them listed as fireball. Okay. Yep. Interesting. And we also they have our, life. another first, <laughs> if you're going by the arcade version, coins. Specifically oh. red coins. Another th- a thing that wouldn't show up until uh, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers Deluxe and then more noticeably um, Super Mario 64. There's red like, coins? There's red, well, you know, those red coins. Oh, in Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, you're saying? No, in Mario Bros. Yeah, in Mario yeah, Bros. Yeah, yeah those coins are red. red. coins either. Oh, Guys, so those coins are red. Are they? I don't really I the noticed, that I noticed regular coins. Oh, yeah. coins you get in the I didn't notice any red coins. I only got to fi- phase five. Are you guys saying I have a colorblindness or something? I like, we I put it together. So I thought every single coin was red. You know what, Mike? Huh. I also I could just that. not be remembering it properly, but you know what? I think you, you, you've got a good head on your shoulders. I'm not going to doubt you. No, I think if, uh, <laughs> if uh, Joe and Sam are going to say that these are not red, I'm willing to listen. 
I, I again, I, you were right about the uh, the Hogan's Alley guy without a shirt on. Not the, <laughs> no, 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 no. Everybody needs to know that that guy is wearing a shirt. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Okay, since uh, since we were talking about the jump before, I want to kind of like end that conversation, just kind of get the verdict on how you guys felt about the jump, because the jump is the most important thing in a Mario game. So, Sean, the jump. See, I, I don't see a mechanical difference in the jump between this game and uh, Ice Climber. Like, it definitely feels different, and it's much better than Ice Climber, but they were basically the same mechanics, right? You could do, like, a, a sort of, like, forward leap, a slightly to the sides jump, and then a directly up. I will say this. But they did. They do also have a little bit of friction on the end, which causes some additional challenge and makes it feel a little bit more fluid. Yes, I felt more in control yeah. of Mario it's than the Ice still Climber. Stiff. Oh, for sure. It's still very stiff, and, like, I was very angry that... Um, at certain angles and coming from certain platforms, I would clip through the platform and directly into an enemy in which I would think that I would have landed right before the enemy and could jump again. Um, but I, I think it was serviceable in a way that Ice Climber was not. Um, but that, those are my opinions on, on the jump. Yeah. I, agree. I, I felt like in in Ice Climber, I was able to like when I jumped, I was kind of like wishing for some luck. I was like, ah, hopefully I land on this platform because who <laughs> right. knows what the game's going to do. Whereas this, it was like it was similar where you had to like build up momentum towards the platform. But once you kind of figured out, figured it out, you could like understand the system and make sure you knew how to jump on the platform. Yeah. It, you know, it wasn't it wasn't perfect. It, I thought it was maybe a little too reliant on momentum. I think that a, a big part of it is that there's a lot of horizontal movement in this one that there really isn't in Ice Climber. Right. And that's that true. has that that's where, you know, this one is is way different and it, I think it just feels a lot better because of that. Like you are running side to side a lot more in this one and because of that little uh that little um like slowdown you have to do when you land that we were talking that you were talking about. Uh I think it does make it feel a lot better. Just running around and jumping, and you, it is something that you get used to. Instead, it's something that feels stiff. So yeah, that uh, that inertia and momentum, yeah. both of them, like working. That that's like to me. That's what makes the Mario games feel so much different than any other jump that we're yeah. going to see for a while in mm -hmm. these NES games because they have weight to them, but they also have like a. There is a you know Sam and I were playing earlier, and Sam was like, "Oh, you can't jump over the turtles," and I was like, "No, you can jump over the turtles, but it depends on how much." of a running start you got, you know, because mm -hmm. again, if the more you're running towards the thing, the higher the arc you'll get and, you know, the momentum you'll have at the end. But if you are just trying to do a straight jump over them, you're probably going to come back down to earth um, faster yeah. and touch them and die. Right. <laughs> I think you, yeah, yeah, it's a little you, more realistic than most video games in the sense that you can, you can't actually give yourself any like momentum once you're already in the air. Which doesn't necessarily make a game a great game mechanic, but I guess it's more realistic than a lot of games, right? Yeah, you can definitely, like I said earlier, you can see the progression that they're, like they're trying to perfect this jump mechanic that they eventually get right in Super Mario Brothers, and this is that uh, step two of the three step process. Yeah, right. I I always forgot about being able to cross from side to side. Did anybody use this with like actual skill? Oh, I did. I did a little bit. Um, I think that 
I I find it fascinating that this first became a th- uh, like a, a common thing in arcade games, and then two kind of disappeared. Um, but I I remember when I would play the um, the mini game again. Going back to that, that was something I had never even seen before. Oh, okay. Because like this was basically a um, a port of this arcade game. So I would do that. I would do that. Um, when I was a kid, and not really use it in a strategic way. But now I'm like, okay, if I cross here. Um, they, they won't be able to get to me because they can't get to this platform, and they're and, and they sort of use the uh they, they use the bounds differently than I would. Um, but I no, I th- I think it was a I think I use it strategically enough. Yeah, and just to clarify for anyone who hasn't played it, what we mean by that by cross to side to side is like going off the left side of the screen and you reappear on the right side of the screen or vice versa. Yeah, the wraparound, not like actually crossing over the. Right. And and what's funny is I wasn't using it, but the enemies use it so well. And that's like one of the like best things about the difficulty of this game is that the more enemies on the screen, they bounce into each other. And then when two enemies collide, they go in separate directions. Mm-hmm. So one will go mm-hmm. off to the left side of the screen and reappear on the right. So mm-hmm. when you can't take care of enemies fast and efficiently and you have four or five enemies on a screen yeah it gets really hectic yeah but once you figure that out also there's there's like a moment where you realize okay if this guy bumps into that guy and then they have this guy on the left platform but he's on the right platform you can kind of use that and just that not even traveling it by yourself but just having that be part of the game makes it more fun And we have warp pipes in this game. Uh, another first, if you're going by the arcade thing. I tried to figure out where this, where they came up with this idea. And the only thing I could find, Miyamoto wouldn't mention what exactly inspired him. But he said he was inspired by mangas. <laughs> what? Another, so, another so ambiguous not, answer right. from Nintendo. He's like, he's like yeah, uh, you know, in mangas, they always had things with, like, sewers and pipes. pipes and things would come out of them what? and i'm like okay what mangas like i want to know like so we don't know and we never probably will but if you're if you're familiar with any late 70s early 80s manga where things come out of pipes i'm listening i want to know all about it i mean it's not even i wouldn't even attribute it to being a warp pipe but like if i'm just looking at this game it just looks like off screen there's a like it connects up there. There's a one. It's a one way pipe. Yeah, yeah. things it's come just out, a, but you. It's but, just a pipe. Right. It's not a. You're not warping anyway. I, I, yeah, I, I think my understanding of it would like if I didn't have a prior knowledge of like the mushroom kingdom and everything, I would just think like, oh, they're trying to say like, oh, we're in the sewers and these are like mutated animals that we have to fight. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's right. Like right. A, that would have been enough. Legend everywhere that there are mutated like you know. So yeah, I didn't I mean, think they were warping from anywhere. Those are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles before <laughs> the uh, radioactive ooze spilled all over them. Yeah. You know, they do kind of look like them. And Mario's just, like, beating up on them. Yeah. No. Yeah, this is actually the first, you know, crossover fighting game. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, and then, so I just want to know if anybody was able to do this, because I, I couldn't do it. I, I guess I wasn't skilled enough. I was able to take out uh, all the enemies successfully, and I was able to take out the Freezy, as they call it, uh, the ice block, which is like a must do because otherwise you'll get those slippery platforms. But you can put out the flames, How? the flames that haunt you down. If they go are on a lower arc and you bump them from below, 
You can, no yeah, way. You can put them oh, out, cool. kind of extinguish them. I never even would have thought of that. But you can't do it with the green ones, though, right? You know, it only said it only said the fireball, so I assume that applies to every one of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because the green one does take a, an arc, too. Oh, you're so right. I don't see it's why very you couldn't. sinusoidal. That green one, though, since we're talking about it, uh, these flames just show up if you're, like, staying on a being platform. Loser, yeah. yeah, if you're, like, <laughs> staying on a specific platform, being like, I'm just going to, what do they call that, camping? I guess so. I'm just going to camp here and wait for the enemies to come out. <laughs> and the flames will show up, and they were a pain in my side. They killed me more than any enemy. Then why were you camping, Mike? I was camping really hard. <laughs> camping so hard, I got all the way to phase eight. Like, <laughs> look at me. I'm really, your way. I'm really good. <laughs> Joe, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Do you want <laughs> on the uh, on the fireball? Yeah, on the, or on the like, flames I, in general. Well, I I feel like what you just told me is the kind of thing that would that would make this game like growing up would make it like fun even after I've played it for a long time because I feel like that's something that you would like discover after playing it over and over again and something right, like, oh a, you can do this like did, did anyone else um, know you could take out the fireball like yeah that that's something yeah. uh, that's something that I definitely didn't even consider to do uh, and then there's the bonus either. oh no it's okay what do you got sorry I I, I did notice that. Um, that the fireball would also go in the, like the arc that would go in is was not like it didn't go low and then high consistently like sometimes when it went high it wouldn't go over your head it would still hit you but other times when it went high it could go over your head yeah i even noticed sometimes that like with the fighter flies there was a weird hitbox where it, they can hop over you and you don't even have to worry move. about it like yeah you don't yeah. have to move they'll hop right over you wow sean since you don't know about the fighter flies oh i know who they are okay okay Mike, yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. not i'm not a simple t- they hop over yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and then we have the bonus stage, which is a thing that appears every so often. We have to collect uh, what I thought was red coins, but let's just call them coins. Oh, uh, they're all, you thought they were all red. I thought everything was a red coin. Oh, yep. wow. The Shirtless red, red coins. Shirtless, Shirtless red coins. Shirtless red coins. <laughs> and you have to collect them all in like, you don't get that much time. And I think the first one is very forgiving, but everyone after that is like, if you make even a small mistake, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to collect them all, which oh, is a really nice bonus. Difficult. It was a good. It was like three thousand points, right? It just it, it, it rewards you for getting the mechanics down, you know. Yeah, about it. If you play two player, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to get those. But one player, I couldn't get them. I could. I never got all all of the coins in one player. All right, so we've been talking about the one player, but the two player mode, I think, is like a really. It really changes the game for sure. For sure, because uh, Sam and I played alone first, and then we said, "Hey, let's try that two player mode," and right away. We were like cutthroat. I was like, I was like, no, you're not getting any points. Yeah, and, yeah. and Sam, Sam was screwing me up hardcore. Like he yeah, was like doing the power block, kick, and well, I was. You were doing more power blocks than me, but you would go to kick the turtle, and right before you kick it, after it had, it had already been turned over, I'd go under you and pop it up, so that way it comes back to life. And then it would get you. And we had like a miserable, like, it, you know, it was neck and neck. And I think it was like 12,000 to 10,000 was like the final score in terms of points. But that's not even like, that's like phase three. You know, like <laughs> we were getting killed early and we were yeah. doing it to ourselves. So, so if I you think, don't mind me asking, who was the 12,000? Uh, that, was, was, that was me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that's but that's okay. Because then Sam had a great idea. Yeah. I said, you know, we should just try and work with each other to see how far we can get working as a team. And, and Sam, it, it, I, Personally, I thought it was way better that way. I, I had a lot more fun, and also our scores together were yeah. a lot higher. I don't like that. I think you should but be fighting each other the whole there time. There still was some <laughs> competition, though. 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's interesting, though, because when I played two-player, I kind of thought you can play and compete for score, but I thought it also was a little more fun to just work together on it, and it was different because, not to keep going back to the Super Mario Brothers 3 minigame of this, but in that, it whoever got the whoever you know kicked the most turtles wins right and so like, that's like a good competitive that. thing yeah, for right. that that's a much better so, yeah. competitive answer so so yeah so this not having that made me <laughs> this not having that feature made me feel like oh this is you know kind of a little more uh uh guiding you to work together i can't uh, and also, what I'm right now <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, but I also understand that you can compete for score. Yeah, but also, well, when you um, when you do those bonus rounds, if you get all the coins together, you both get the bonus. No matter who gets how many coins, if you if you collect, but you also together, know you, like who got more coins during that, right? Right. Yeah, no, but I did. Agree, I do agree, Joe. That was a nice touch that they give both people the three thousand point bonus because that's a huge bonus. Yeah, three thousand points is a yeah. lot. It should yeah. be a respite from the the cutthroat behavior of the of the base game. Not not some more of it. You well, guys are you guys are killing me with this with this. Com- well, we <laughs> those enemies. Stuff. Trust me, you will be fine fighting each other at first, Sean. But, but then, when you get to like the later phases, those enemies will walk all over both of you if you don't cooperate. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll never yeah. you'll never see the end of that phase. And also, I think you can still cooperate and compete at the same time. Like I noticed a couple times, we would both get a turtle or something, and then we'd have to race up to the platform to see who the first person to kick it would be. Right, something that's like true. That. That's true. Yeah. You know? so And you can play the game to get the high score and compete against each other, or you can play the game to see how far you can get together. You know, it's kind of like yeah. a, you got an option. Yeah, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea, too. I mean, this is going to kill Sean, but <laughs> if you had a two-player mode, right, and one of us did just allow the other person to get, like, they were just assisting with helping get the kills, but they let one player get all the kills and all the coins and stuff like that, and you work together to get a higher score on one person's thing, so this way that's the high score. That's also on your, on oh, your I thing. Can see. No, that's an exploit. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's an exploit, and it's definitely easier Uh but since we're talking about high scores, did anybody uh, like remember what their scores were? Oh, I do remember. Do you remember, Mike? I do remember what my high score was, and I'm, I just uh, something new I want to try here is because we really should have done this with the Donkey Kong games. Yeah, is just you know talking about the scores because I think they do mean something in these NES games, and then also maybe there's like a you know we'll do a thing on the website like a little leaderboards thing that we can go back to just amongst the four of us. If you're at home scoring way higher than us, send me a picture of it. I'd love to see it, but also just know that like you're it's not, not very page. impressive because <laughs> we're not good at video games. We just like video games. It's true. <laughs> Unless you're Joe at Duck Hunt, I'm right. sure he's, he got a million points. <laughs> that time. I, I don't know. I, but I, I did. Know. I, I liked it. I don't know if I was an expert. I had 68,920 as my final score, and I do think that that would be considered pathetic. Mm-hmm. But what did you have, Sean? Um, I had half of a pathetic. I had 33,630. Anybody else? I, I'm not sure I, what mine is. I didn't pay attention. Or my, that it could also mean it was just really bad, and you guys decide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine was from our game, and so I, I'm not really sure what it was, because you got the higher score, so that one stayed... Yes, but my high score would have been my score for that game, so it probably under sixty eight thousand. Yeah, I think would be mine. I, I think you were, if I remember correctly, you were floating around thirty five. Oh, really? Yeah, so, Damn. very, yeah, very under. Not that bad though, but that was two player mode. Yeah, you know, I don't remember what you did single player. You might have done oh, yeah. better on the single player. 
Uh, but that was fun. Yeah. And yeah, so we're going to incorporate these somehow into I, the website. Yeah. So look forward to that. I do have to say, I know we we kind of we talked about two player a little bit. I I don't know if I said this, but two player is the way to play this game. I think I think that it's so so much more fun as a two player game. I'm just gotta throw I don't, that out. I don't there. have friends, Sam. I don't know what you want me to do. We, about we gotta that. play it then. <laughs> I will say this: I I enjoyed. The single player mode, I thought, like, you know, like, again, I was talking about first impressions, the charm, the pixel art, the fact that it's a Mario game helps, right? But I wasn't, like, loving this game. And I'm not saying I'm in love with this game now that I played it in two player mode, but I definitely saw a lot more uh, details in the gameplay design. And I saw a lot more, like, a, a, like th- to Sam's point, this is like the way it, it should be played just because the cooperative and cutthroat nature of it adds only adds to the intensity yeah. of the game. It doesn't it doesn't make the game worse. If at that at makes the very sense. least, it just adds other other mechanics and depth to it. Right. Because sometimes you can have a two player game where you just add the second player in and then it becomes a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just like, oh, there's a lot going on. This is too complicated. Yeah. The second player is in my way. <laughs> I think of that even. You know, controversially, sometimes that's like true with the new Super Mario Brothers games, where you can have like four players on a screen at For a time. Sure. Yeah, and it's like, like if you mess. get that one guy that's lagging behind, it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. Or going ahead too much too. That that's also a problem. So this game balances it all by keeping it all on one screen. And I I agree with Sam. I think that the two player mode is the preferred way to play the game. For sure. I I wouldn't say I love first player even. I don't know. I think that if I had a if I was in 1986. I would not care for this game if I if it was just me. But if I had a brother or a sister or someone that I could consistently play this game with, then I would get it. But that's that's what I gotta say about that. And real fast, game B. What a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> game B is really hard. It's really hard. I think I I, I started it and then I'm I'm like, no. <laughs> and then I, I went back to A. I need to play Mario Brothers for another five months before I'm ready for game B. <laughs> I just find it interesting that they keep going game A, game B, and not just, like, easy and hard. Because, yeah, like, this... game B is never any different other than it's more difficult or, like, throws the harder stuff at you earlier. But it's not, like, a different game. You bring up a good point, Joe. I feel like this is before, like, easy and hard language had been. Because yeah, they're using codified. expert a lot in the manual for the game B modes. I noticed that they're saying, like, this is for experts, not the expert mode. It's just, like, once you become right. an expert at the game... Then you go to game B. And I mean, I love that the option's there. I'd even like to see what a game C looks like. Would you? Well, I wouldn't be any good at it. That's for sure. Just a stunned silence after you said that. It's like, uh, no. Actually, now that I think about it, game C is like, that's designed by Bowser. (laughs) So uh, let's, uh, let's dive right into the essential games list. All right, it's time for the essential games list. You're looking at games like Super Mario Odyssey on Nintendo Switch. You're seeing that that game got loads of tens, and you're like, oh, Super Mario. Wonder what it was like before he was super. <laughs> Wonder what it was like when he was just, just Mario. Just a plumber in Brooklyn. Right, and he had a brother, but I'm going to play this game single player because I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, since you want to know if this game is essential, that's what we're here to find out. We're going to go through and do a quick vote, talk about whether we feel like this game is essential to the NES's library today. That's why I brought up Super Mario Odyssey. We're talking about if you've got a chance to play Super Mario Odyssey, but you could also play Mario Brothers on the NES. Not that there isn't time for both, but is Mario Brothers an essential part of the NES library? Sean, take it through. Uh, I think the pedigree of this game uh can really uh get in the way of of giving a 
an objective answer and it is fun and it's it's got an iconic uh look to it um to just the just the entire setup for it um that being said uh well it is fun i think that you can get the same experience out of it um if you just play like one run through you get to like phase five like i did and you're like yeah that was that was mario brothers (laughs) um so i'm gonna say it's not essential sam um so like i've been saying i think that the one player in this is not crazy fun i think i think it's an okay game on its own i think the two player is great i really can't stop raving about it i think that i played super mario odyssey two player and i think this is a more fun game to play two player I don't like being cappy. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that that's like a great time. But that being said, it's probably not, it's not essential. It's, I think two player though, is great. One of my, one of, if not the best two player game I've played on NES so far. Great. Yeah. Joe? Uh, o- overall, this is like a, it's a mildly fun little, little mini game, uh, especially if you're playing two player. It's definitely more fun playing two player, but uh, it doesn't change that much. Even in like the later levels, when the you know the more enemies come up and and there's they change the obstacles a little bit, it changes it up. But it never it never gets so different that the gameplay changes a ton. And for that reason, it can kind of get um, get repetitive pretty quick. Yeah, while it's fun playing two player, it's not necessarily essential. Definitely not essential. All right, and even though I can't vote it in as essential, I'll give my vote anyway. And my feelings for this game, very fun, oozes the charm. It's another hot streak for Miyamoto. If you're looking at Donkey Kong, Doug Young Jr., and now this, I think he's still got it. Uh, And it's great to see that. I'm not going to get tired of this game, but the reason why this game isn't essential to me is that it really is, in today's standards, just a minigame. I think uh, since we've all talked now that this game is available in other Mario games as a minigame and has even been refined in those games, that that's probably the best way to experience Mario Brothers. And I don't think you need uh, the cartridge NES version. You're better off, actually, if I'm going to recommend like the definitive way to play Mario Brothers is actually at the arcade. Find it at like maybe a Dave and Buster's has it or your local arcade if you got something like that, because that is even though it's a little more rigid. That's like the true way to experience this game, and it's good for a quarter. Yeah, I I also want to add a, a little retroactive disclaimer okay. to mine, and that's that uh, I, I'm I compared this to Super Mario Odyssey, but I'm I'm not really crazy about Super Mario Odyssey anyway. Ooh, okay. So, so you just try to throw in controversial now, yeah, now things. We just all no, I just want to see where I'm coming from because yeah, I know yeah, that's yeah. like that's like a big thing. So if you do like it, you'll probably like it way more. I'm not okay. saying it, that's everyone's uh, everyone's take on it. Gotcha. Yeah. I can't wait till we get to the uh, Super Mario Odyssey episode. I know. Yeah. Hey, we're only, uh, let's see, how many Nintendo games? We're only about 23,000 yeah. episodes away. Yeah. So, so sometime in well, sometime in the next coming. millennium. So, I mean, with that in mind, that's about all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time for Popeye, right? The Sailor, the Sailor Man. <laughs> yeah, the Sailor Man. Uh, our first licensed game. <laughs> and uh, if you want to get... Not if you count the original version of Kung Fu. Asterisk. That's true. Uh, (laughs) But for more, for more nostalgia, if you want to check out more of this stuff or past episodes and stuff like that, please subscribe to the show. However, you're listening to it right now. If that's the website, just keep coming back to the website every Friday. If it's on iTunes or the podcast app, or if it's on uh, Overcast, or if you're listening on Stitcher, Google Play, I'm just trying to list off how many podcast apps I know. It's all still Friday. Yeah, it's all still Friday. (laughs) So you should just hit the subscribe button and not stress about it, and you'll get this nice little ping that says hey if you care about this game 
maybe listen. You don't care about this game? Well, can you hit the play button and just leave it alone for a little bit? We'd love to get that view uh, up there. So if you don't mind doing that for us, because we're we're a small little guy right now, uh, and we appreciate you listening to this episode, young listener. Okay, old listener. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gamer boys okay. and gamer girls can be of any age. Look at that. I love it. Very positive message. Uh, go to the website, nostalgiacast.com. That's N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A-Cast.com. We really got to make something shorter. I should just get, like, I should buy the domain for NST. Like, that's got to be, like, a billion dollars because yeah, it's nest. four digits. <laughs> but uh, we should really do that. And, yeah, on the website, we have all sorts of crazy stuff. I'm sure you're wondering if NES baseball is haunted. <laughs> Stop plugging that. <laughs> By the time these episodes come out, it might be Halloween. Stop plugging that. <laughs> you can find out if NES baseball is haunted if you go to the website. And the website will also take you to our other portals, too, for YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, uh, Facebook, which by this time, Facebook might be off the air. You might not be able to even go there anymore pretty soon. So that's that. Thank you so much for listening to Nostalgia. I'm your host, Mike Esposito. You can find me on Twitter at Esposito Film, and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.